Welcome to Red Maryland Radio, the Red Maryland Network's flagship show. Here are your hosts, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein. And we are live for another brand new episode of Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network, coming to you from the Al Davis Studio on the bucolic western shore of Maryland, along the banks of the semi-historic Magathy River. You are listening to the Voice of Maryland, Maryland's leading conservative talk show, Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am your host, Brian Griffiths, with me in studio, as always, Greg Klein. Good to be here. We have got a lot going on tonight. Um, later on in the show, we'll talk a little bit about the big endorsement today on the Democratic side, where Chris Van Hollen is endorsing Rusher and Baker in the gubernatorial race, the first kind of domino to fall there. And then we will have a very extended segment about some feedback uh, that Red Maryland has gotten recently, including a, a, a humorous rebuttal to last week's show. Uh, so stick around for that. But joining us on the hotline right now is 6th District Congressional Candidate Matt Mossberg. Matt, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Brian, Greg, great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me on. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You've actually had a, a pretty big week. You actually had a, yes. a post that you uh, post rather a story that you wrote that appeared in the National Review online on on Tuesday on Halloween, talking about your experiences. Of course, best thing as many people know, uh, you running for Congress in the sixth district former member of the House of Delegates, but also uh, an opioid addict who's still in recovery to this day. So tell people a little bit about right. the uh, kind of about your piece, how it came together and how it wound up appearing in the National Review. Right. Well, it's something that if you would have told me six months ago, we would be where we are today. I, I never would have believed it. I mean, I I mean, I remember reading the National Review. It was one of my, you know, favorite, you know, reads to take in. I mean, Bill Buckley was one of my heroes growing up, you know, as a conservative. And to think that I would ever actually have an article in there, you know, I, I think, well, number one, I, I think it shows you that not only is politics completely unpredictable, but as far as my story and, you know, in recovery and, and this this whole campaign about the opioid epidemic, I think it shows how how this story is going national. Um, you know, early on, even a couple months ago, people said, well, I can see, you know, on a state level where you could be talking about it, but we, we just don't think, you know, that we're really going to be able to get a national audience. And, you know, here we are um, with the article coming out. And really, and I think a lot of it just has to do is we're such at such a critical time as a country with this issue um, that I, you know, I, not only my experience, but you know, somebody who's been through addiction has really kind of developed almost an expertise on it as far as what works. It's a very timely piece, and we've been getting a great response, been getting a lot of feedback. Uh, so I'm just very excited, and I'm glad that the debate, you know, over how do we handle this uh, opiate epidemic, you know, what is the correct role of the federal and state and local government? You know, it's just really, you know, just the right, a very right time, you know, timely piece. So I'm happy about that. Well, tell us a little bit. I mean, this is an important issue, and I think even we've commented how this this issue has come to the fore uh, in your race. We can talk about the race a little later on, but what are some of the things yeah. as someone who's you know been there and back, as it were, as the piece really lays out? You have a very compelling personal story. Uh, what are the things that right. that Congress can and should be doing to deal with what I think is universally recognized as an incredibly serious crisis? Well, and, and I'm glad you say that. And here's my concern, because we as a country have found ourselves in, at this place before with other issues. And what my biggest concern is, and one of the reasons I decided to run is, you know, we're, 
you know, we're on the verge of basically, basically on this being a war on opioids, if you will. Nobody's really said that yet, but you can tell it's kind of being geared up towards that. And my concern is, look, we, you know, we had a war on poverty. You know, Lyndon Johnson started. We've had a war on drugs that was started by Nixon. And, you know, both of these wars, quote unquote, you know, what are the outcomes? You know, and so one of the things that I really want to do as a candidate and hopefully as, as a congressman one day is not only change the debate and the narrative about solving this problem, but also as the federal government to get away from this ill-fated war, if you will, that we measure everything by inputs but not by outcomes, you know, that – that we're measuring the success of something by how much we're spending versus the success and the results. And, and, and I think Republicans especially are starting to realize that we have a good issue on this where we can say, look, we want things that work. We want to be able to test and see what is actually going to help people rather than just have this war. Um, so it's, it's very important. This is a real critical issue. Um, you know, I, I, I look, for example, in 2013, uh, Medicaid alone, and people, if they read the articles, they'll see this. 2013, Medicaid funding for addiction treatment was nine over nine billion. That's with a B, nine billion dollars. But where did that money go, and how was it spent? Nobody knows. And I'm afraid that's what we're going to do again. As you know, once again, as, as as the federal government proceeds forward, we're hearing a lot about medically assisted treatment. Well, what does that mean? No one has a clear answer. And so, not only this is this issue critical, but you know, if I can say you almost need a recovering addict to know what works, to be able to speak with that expertise, to make sure that we're not wasting money, that we're not wasting resources. And it's and it's so important. And as once again, as a as a conservative, um, you know, coming to this, I'm going to say, let's change the dialogue. Let's change the narrative. Let's go. Let's take a what I call a smart government approach and start measuring um, our effectiveness on dealing with this problem on outcomes rather than inputs. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit, um, kind of about what did work for you. You know, you're talking about using your experience as a recovering addict. Um, so what, you know, once you found yourself down, you know, down in that hole, if you will, what is it that led you back and and put you on the path to being um, not only a, a an addict who's in recovery, but also somebody who has returned to the political spectrum. What has helped you get to where you are today in the recovery process? Well, thanks, Brian, for asking that. And this is something that I really want to hit on because this is a theme that, you know, actually really ties into my conservative philosophy, but it's true. Is, you know, we hear a lot, of, we unfortunately, I think, don't hear a lot of this is that at some point when it comes to addiction, no matter where you find yourself or where I found myself, at some point, a person has to take responsibility for their addiction. And what I mean is, there are a lot of people who, through no fault of their own, became addicted. You know, as we know, 80% of addictions today begin in doctor's offices, not on street corners. At some point, though, if a person finds himself in the throes of addiction, as I did, uh, there there, there has to be a way where a person says, look, I have to take responsibility. I, I have to be willing to get the help I need to solve this. I have to have the want to, if you will. Um, and so for me personally, I needed to get to a place where I was willing to reach out to the people or to the programs that, that um, would be able to help me. And I did that. Some of it was, um, you know, me being able to know the right people to call and say, look, I need help. And I think that's the thing that how we want to approach that. Uh, 
you know, from a not only a political standpoint, because these are human beings, these are people's lives, this is a serious issue, is how can we really help people? How was I able to get helped? Well, that was number one, being able to get into a detox center very quickly. That's critical uh, and, and get that help. But also it was the network of people who were former addicts willing to come around me and help me and guide me through a recovery process. And so one of the things we learn in recovery is um, is that no, no matter what has happened to you, no matter how far down you've gone, there is hope. You know, and so a lot of that in this debate is something that no government program, um, that no amount of federal spending can provide for an addict, and that is hope. And that can only come through uh, a peer-to-peer network of other recovering um, addicts that are there that are, that are already doing good work. You know, and so part of this article, what I mentioned is the most innovative approaches and solutions for, say, myself and others is – to look at what on a state and local level, the programs that are working, and there are so many good programs. If the federal government um, would simply assist those programs that are already working, that are already showing good demonstrative results um, and getting people plugged in to a good recovery program, you know, to a good peer-to-peer network, um, there is no reason why anybody who wants to get clean can't get clean today. It's just getting – it's just base, a lot of it is getting the federal government out of the way, stop wasting money, and letting – a lot of these organizations and institutions um, have more of a say, have more of a place at the table in helping people. So, yeah, for my story, um, it was it was on a local level having having somebody in a local health department who could get me into detox, you know. And and but it also took me having to accept responsibility, me having to take responsibility for my recovery seriously. And not play the victim, if you will, um, but to say, look, I need to get better, and the resources are there to help help me. I have to have the want to, and so that's you know that's how I got better. Well, let me ask you, Matt. Now you've gone through this, you've gotten back into the political fray, into uh, a competitive race for um, th- this open congressional seat that we have now. What's been right. the reaction? This right. is obviously a central part of your campaign. You're out talking to yeah. voters throughout this district in large parts of conservative area to conservative groups. Some might say, I don't know how this would work. What's been your experience talking about this with, with these kinds of voters? I've been getting incredibly positive feedback. Uh, you know, from the day that I went public with my story back when Governor Hogan's office asked me to testify on the opioid epidemic, you know, and as I say in the article, it was almost a sense of panic at first, like, do I really want to go public? But the few people knew. But once again, we learn in recovery that you, you can't keep it unless you give it away, that the power of somebody's story who has recovered can help so many other people. And one thing I realized very quickly, and the reason I got back involved in this, is that no one is in a better position to really make change that needs to be uh, that, that, that we need other than a person in an elective office. Uh, you have that, uh, you know, if you say that bully pulpit, you have that platform to speak about something. You have not only the expertise, but in my case, I can bring in um, not just kind of the, the political knowledge and the political savvy, uh, you know, to get things done, but also that, that passion, you know, and, and if anything in this district, I mean, look, I'm a conservative. I, I would actually make the argument that I am really the only true conservative in the in the primary for the 6th Congressional District. Uh, but when I talk about this issue, when I lead with this issue, because that's why I am running, so many people today are being affected by the opioid crisis that it is not political. It is personal. And I think even for the staunchest, most conservative Republicans, you know, they want to say, look, 
rather than have the government waste all our money <laughs> on another ill-fated war on dot 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 whatever, you know, let's do something that works. Let's show that, you know, as conservatives that we can actually see government work the way it is supposed to, that it can help people, that it doesn't, you know, get in the way that we're not wasting money. And so, you know, this really issue is 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 so far beyond politics and unfortunately it's becoming more political and it already has in my opinion been made political in the primary you know but look um you need somebody who knows what what they're doing you know and i would argue that i am the candidate best suited to do that let's let's tack on to that a little bit um and, and you mentioned how the issue is becoming political in your primary one of your primary opponents ami hober uh, has already announced that she is running for congress again uh, and she's decided yeah. um, during her announcement, we talked about this on last week's show, that um, that she's going to make opioid addiction a central part of her campaign. Now, if you look back at her 2016 right. campaign, both in the primary and the general election, it, it was not a central portion of her campaign. And it was um, it was something that was really only mentioned once uh, in the news during the entire campaign. Yeah. Do you think that that is something that is that reflects the importance of the opioid issue in the sixth district, or do you think, uh, as as personally, I think that this is kind of a reaction to to your announcement and your um, your conservative credentials in running in this primary? Well, I, I I have two views on that. The first is once again because of my passion for addressing the opioid epidemic of actually seeing people's lives saved, you know, and that's one of the things I'm saying on, on the campaign trail is my campaign is fund- fundamentally about two things, and that is you know, seeing, basically saving lives and also seeing the quality of life of the uh, quality of people's lives improved. And so to one, there's that saying that imitation is the highest form of flattery. And, I, and I'm glad that other candidates, uh, whether it be Ms. Hober or even David Trone, who's now talking about, I guess, a nephew that died or something. I mean, you know, to see other candidates actually talking about this issue, that's encouraging to me. But I think there's a bigger issue, and this is something that the conservatives in the 6th District do resonate with, is that they really do believe that uh, Washington, D.C. has become a swamp. It's really more of a cesspool. And I think you know their attitude, and certainly my attitude, is we don't want to send um, somebody back down to Washington uh, who, for them, politics is a hobby. Somebody who is is basically going to – every all politicians talk about this issue. I think what they want to see is somebody who's actually passionate and committed about doing it, somebody that, who's demonstrated that they have done it. I think I'm the candidate to do that. You know, And this issue is so serious, Greg and Brian, and I mean this. Uh, we need – to send somebody to Washington who is passionately committed to doing something about it, who has a proven track record of success and accomplishment. Um, I don't think we need another multimillionaire from Potomac who doesn't even live in the district who wants to go down and basically play government. It's too serious of an issue for that. And I think um, when I'm talking to the voters, the primary voters in the 6th District, I think they clearly realize that I am the true, tested, proven conservative. But I also think that they see a level of passion for me on this issue. Uh, that connects with them uh, on a very personal and emotional level. And I got to tell you, at least half of the time that I'm talking to people on the campaign trail about that, at least 50% of the time, somebody will say to me, you know, I have a son, a daughter, a coworker, a friend, a cousin who's been affected by this. Thank you for talking about it. Thank you for taking a really strong stand on this and for actually, you know, talking about things that work in a way out of this crisis for basically bringing hope to a hopeless situation. So, yeah, I, I do have um, 
I do have a bit of frustration about people, other candidates in this race that I see who just basically for them, po- politics is a hobby, you know, when people are dying. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it can be very frustrating for me. Well, Matt, you've been very generous with your time. A couple more questions, if, if you'll indulge us. Sure. Um, you, you've touched on it, uh, but I, but I want to give you the chance to address it. This is obviously now a competitive primary. Um, the field's not right. set yet. Obviously, this is an open seat. This is nationally targeted, uh, I think, maybe by both sides. Yeah. Um, electability is obviously going to be a huge issue uh, for the voters Absolutely. in this district. I think Republican voters in Maryland particularly are very pragmatic. So what have you been telling right. folks and what is the pitch you've been making that you're the candidate to be the Republican nominee who has the best chance of beating David Trone or whoever comes out of the Democratic side of this primary? Well, if you look at the district, obviously it's one of the most gerrymandered districts um, in the country. And it's interesting. I actually it, – it's funny. It wasn't my idea to run for Congress. As you know, I was, I was going to run for a state senate seat up in Frederick. And once again, focusing on this opioid epidemic and also being one of those five critical Senate votes that Governor Hogan needs to break the Democratic supermajority. Uh, and just once again, for the past seven or eight months, being able to work with the Hogan administration on this opioid issue has given me a real respect for Governor Hogan. I mean, here's clearly a man. And, and I, if you hear his, if you hear him talk and you obviously see the all of the success he's had in governing, there's certainly a lot of popularity in having a smart, pragmatic, fiscally conservative governor um, who's been able to move our state forward. So a lot of those economic themes, um, you know, obviously I agree with those are things that I fought for when I was in the legislature. But back to the district, if you look at it, um, when I was when I was elected from Montgomery County, I I would I. I ran as a conservative Republican. I was a conservative Republican in the legislature on all of the issues that are important to conservatives. Uh, you know, I was, I was 100% vote with all of the different conservative groups, whether that be the pro-life group or the pro-Second Amendment groups. I had 100% with the, with the business groups. So I already have a proven record of being a 100% conservative, and I was doing that while I was representing Montgomery County. So one of the arguments I make in my path to victory is half of the district is in a large portion of the district I used to represent when I was in the legislature. So I've already won. I've already won as a conservative Republican in Montgomery County. Not only that, but on this issue of the opioid epidemic and my personal story, I think voters ultimately – um, and even though they might not agree with me on all of the issues or they might not be as conservative as I am, they're going to see my passion and commitment to solving this opioid epidemic, my work on solving it, but also my work in the legislature of working across the aisle of getting things done. Many people are, didn't know this, but the, the 529 college savings programs, that was my legislation you know, 24 years ago. The reason we have those is I introduced those and I worked with Democrats. So they want to see a – I think what people really want to see, what what I see, because it's on both sides, Republican and Democratic, they want to see a principle-driven conservative who's not going to be swayed um, in their convictions, but also somebody who can work across the aisle, who can get things done. And when it comes to all of the candidates out there, I got to tell you, I think I can I can make the best argument for for being that candidate, not only in the primary but also in the general. And the other thing too is, I just think the voters, honestly, especially in Western Maryland, are tired of of um, you know politicians who don't even live in the district who think they can just walk right in with their millions of dollars and buy a seat in Congress. I mean, look, the the district that 
the sixth district right now right now is represented by a multimillionaire who lives in Potomac and doesn't even reside in the district. I'm running in the primary against a multimillionaire who lives in Potomac who doesn't even live in the district. And if I win, I'm probably going to be running in the general against a multimillionaire who lives in Potomac who doesn't even live in the district. Does anybody see a pattern here? You know, and this is part <laughs> of draining the swamp. This is part of ending the dysfunction in Washington of letting the voters have somebody who actually represents them. So I think I got a pretty good shot. Well, Matt, you've been very generous with your time. I, I know you've got some events coming up, and, and folks who want to find out more about I what's do. going on, can you tell us about those? Absolutely. I'm actually having my kickoff event on Sunday. It's in Urbana. You can go to my uh, Facebook page, Mossberg for Maryland. Uh, it has all the, uh, all the information. If you can't afford the ticket price, please reach out to me. Um, you know, We can work something out. But uh, once again, especially for those folks, if you are involved in the recovery community, if you have somebody uh, – who is struggling, reach out to me. I'd love to have you at the event, um, you know, show up. Um, I'd also, you know, just love to talk and see how I can help you. I, I mean, ultimately this election for me is going to be, going to be one, one voter at a time, knocking on one door at a time. Um, and, and, and just really relating to people. Um, and I just think that with this narrative of what I've done and what we're doing, I, I really think it's going to move voters to elect myself, you know, to elect me, because they know that not only my passion about this, but we're going to get something done. So please reach out Mossberg for Maryland Facebook page. Matt Mossberg is a Republican candidate for Congress in the sixth congressional district. Matt, thanks a lot for joining us. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks, Brian, Greg. Y'all have a good evening. You, thanks, too. you too. Thank you. Let's go ahead, Greg, okay. and we will take a break. By the way, we linked to his national review piece yes, at redmaryland.com. Definitely urge you uh, to check it out. And if you can make it out, Sunday to the event in uh, Urbana. Um, definitely do that as well. So yeah, we'll take a break, and we got a lot to talk about on the flip side. Is your, is your mic on? No, it's not on. There you go. That would help. Say that again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'll make him feel good. Yeah. As I said, Matt <laughs> I just Mossberg. came on to talk to these guys, and they don't even hear their microphones on. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about on the other side of the break, so stick with us. You are listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. You can help Red Maryland grow our reach when you visit redmaryland.com and click on the Amazon link and shop as normal. A portion of your purchase will come back to Red Maryland to help us grow. Additionally, you can buy Red Maryland t-shirts, drinkware, and other gear from our Zazzle store at zazzle.com slash redmaryland. We want to hear from you. Email us at any time at redmaryland at gmail.com. You can also leave audio feedback on our Red Maryland Talkback line at 410-205-4875. We might use your feedback on our programming. You are listening to Maryland's most trusted conservative voice, the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to follow Red Maryland on all of the major social networking sites. You can follow us at Red Maryland on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Snapchat, and Tumblr to get the latest from Red Maryland. And be sure to follow the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Celebrating five years as Maryland's only network that matters, you're listening to the Red Maryland Network. Hi. Radio, radio, radio. See the radio. FM. Radio. Radio, 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 radio. 
We are back. Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am Brian. He is Greg. Good to be here. Uh, thanks again to Matt Mossberg for joining us. Great interview. Great yeah, story fantastic. over at um, the National Review. And what's going to be a uh, a contested and interesting primary election, Greg. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear the guy. This is the guy that, that we've heard and talked to and definitely urge you to check him out. He's a very engaging, charismatic guy who really seems to get it, and uh, he's he's going to be a very strong candidate in this race, no question about it. Indeed. Um, Indeed. So, Halloween was Tuesday. It was. I, I have no idea where we're going, folks. We're going on a <laughs> ride together. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just filling content, stalling while you look for an article. Um, but, oh, yeah, so, that's right. I was yeah, going to do that. Yeah. So, how was, uh, how was Halloween here at Casa del Klein? It was great. We had a few... Uh, groups of kids knock on the door, and uh, I gave them handfuls of candy, and it was it was wonderful. That's about as much as I as I do. It freaked the cat out every time they knocked on the door. But <laughs> see, uh, I, I sat out. How the, did you do? You had the little one. Uh, yeah, she made it about a block and a half for her first you were, Halloween. You were in your uh, you were in your Oscar the Grouch costume with her, right? Weren't you? <laughs> That's every day. It's my Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <costume>. <laughs> I get jokes, but. Uh, you know, she made about a block and a half, got some candy. I, I sat out in the driveway because it was, you know, it was basically, you know, she didn't, she didn't make it to the end of Halloween, if you will. If you assume that Halloween kind of cut off is at eight o'clock, which I think it is for most. You know, it's that, a good cutoff for someone her age. Yes. Oh, no, she was in bed by seven. OK, she was. Right. She act. It's funny because she actually had a she she had a much greater enjoyment handing out candy to people than she did getting candy from people. So, okay, well, that's good. better to give than receive. You've taught her well. Exactly. So I thought that was fun. And so until she wants candy, but I'm sure there's plenty. Well, you you know, I was down. Yeah, no, we almost ran out. We had I I was down about five pieces. We gave away kind of the minis and uh, we were down about five pieces. And I saw this kind of armada, this battalion, if you will, of kids (laughs) coming down the street. And like, this is not going to fly. So I just said, I'm done. I'm out. You turned the lights out, lifted the, uh, Took the, the drawbridge. Pretty much. The, pretty much. Closed yeah. the portcullis. But I'll tell you what, this was, um, there were a lot of people lighting fires in their driveway. You know, they brought their fire pits sure. out. Sure. Our neighbors did which, that. Which, which to is me, fun. It was a great night to, me, to do it. To me, on a Tuesday, when I got to go to work the next morning, is far too much effort. Yeah, it is a lot of effort, but it was a nice night to do it. If you have one of those, there's and, – and we live in Maryland, okay? So the sweet spot weather-wise, a cool evening where you can get a fire going where it's not, you know, 10 o'clock at night and in the summer, you know, you only get about a dozen or so of those days. So Yeah, and it, it was, was a good one for It that. was a nice night. It was still shorts weather, so that was nice. Yeah, you could get away with shorts, absolutely. Yeah, so it absolutely. was it was nice for that. So um, – very well. You, all, you also, all I'm sure, was celebrating the five hundredth anniversary of the Reformation. You know, I did listen to your to your show from. Last I'm not night. asking for that a was, response. That was adorable. By the way, <laughs> um, it was adorable. Didn't hear a lot about transubstantiation, but it was adorable. Yeah, you you you're, yeah. you're not going to. Yeah, you anyway. don't have to explain it. It's just his body and blood. He just said it was. It is. You don't have to overthink it. That's all we're saying. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So. Actually, that actually was mentioned in the '95 thesis rap. If you listen closely, um, but go ahead. Yeah, there's we nothing. Digress. There's nothing that I. There's nothing that I connect. By the way, with um, Midwestern Lutheranism, you know, hot dish than gangster rap. 
It worked though. That song works. I'm not a rap. I'm not a rap guy, as the kids say, <laughs> but I did enjoy that. Yeah, you don't. You don't lay the beats down. I don't. Oh. I don't. Okay. Um, and by the way, my family's Lutheranism goes back before there was a Midwest in I, America. So. <laughs> you also, by the way, didn't mention the war. We're not. We're not all. Um, Garrison Keeler. Okay. You didn't mention the wars of the Reformation either. The several million I, you people know what? that died there. But hey. uh, I didn't mention the Catholic. Well, I did mention Catholic. You did mention that. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. There were. We're, years, we're still fighting the Reformation. 130 years worth of war. But hey, none of us like the prosperity gospel people. So That's right. That's what there. we could agree on. <laughs> Let's end it on that. Yeah, the Reformation was bad, but Osteen sucks. <laughs> the Reformation was fine, but Osteen sucks. There you go. See, common ground. Uh, one thing that's definitely not a reform is the idea that there's uh, the oh, I'm going to love this transition. The Democratic establishment is starting to coalesce around people. You know what? This development. I talked on Conservative Refuge about some of the folks, some of the commenters of Washington Post editorial board. Our dear friend Barry Raskovar. Dear, dear friend. Dear, close friend. He's such a wonderful guy. He's not awful, vile at all. Um, kind of kind of making the same, <clears throat> excuse me, same criticisms of Ben Jealous. Even, even both articles, if you listened to me last night when I read them, they both used the term pie in the sky, which jumped out at me a little bit. Um, they're obviously coordinating, and this news that you're going to share, I think, is a next logical step. We're starting to see where this race is going. Van Hollen, headline, Washington Post, Van Hollen to endorse Baker in Maryland's Maryland governor's race. Okay, that's the Washington Post headline from today. U.S. Senator Chris Van Hollen on Friday on Friday plans to endorse Prince George's County Executive Rusher L. Baker III in his bid for the Democratic nomination for Maryland governor, according to Baker's campaign. According Baker's campaign. Editors, man, editors. It's just, it's only the Washington Post. It's not a serious hey, You know, democracy dies in darkness, <laughs> and editing dies in Ellicott City, I guess. I don't know. Um, and this, by the way, now th- there's this is there's keys here, okay? This is, this is you know, pay attention here, and you're going to understand politics 101 right here, okay? Oh, good. Baker said he is honored to receive the endorsement of his former colleague in the General Assembly. I have known and worked with Chris for nearly 30 years, and I'm proud to call him not only a colleague, but a friend, the Democrats said in a statement. Baker backed Van Hollen, the party favorite, over then-U.S. Rep. Donna Edwards, a fellow Prince George's County lawmaker, in the Democratic primary race last year to fill the seat vacated by Senator Barbara Mikulski, who retired. And there, folks, is Politics 101. And I think that's what some people um, on both sides of the aisle forget sometimes, is uh, and and that's this goes to some of our Tea Party friends. This goes to the Bernie right. Bros and everybody in between. Right. Is that people forget that politics often is based on relationships and based, you know, and and that that collegiality that you build from knowing somebody for 10, 20, 30 years. The fact that Baker endorsed Van Hollen early in the Senate primary, despite the fact that a Prince George's County congresswoman was also running in that election, that's the kind of thing that a, a now U.S. senator remembers and returns the favor to a friend when they are running for governor in a very contested primary the next year. Everything gets done in politics for the in, in to a large extent based on relationships and that's what happened here well i think that's true and, and i think you're putting a spin on it. you're underselling his endorsement of of him a little bit you're, you're forgetting the fact that she was african-american and that russian baker is african-american and his endorsement of van Hollen was a very important 
element of getting the party establishment to get the very, very important African-American um, uh, constituency within the Maryland Democratic Party on board with voting for the white guy over the African-American woman from Prince George's County. Um, so Chris Van Hollen, it's not just he's being, hey, we're friends, we're loyal, there's relationships. He owes him. Oh, yeah. That's my point. Yeah. It's- <laughs> you know, I mean, these are human beings and they understand that, you know, not just the give and take of politics, but, you know, hey, I, you really helped me out. You kind of stuck your neck out for me. You didn't yeah. have to. This is kind of the least I can do to help you. What, what I think is interesting, though, is I think we'll see how the race turns out. But I think the timing of it and some of the things leading up, it's clear now that this race is starting to move glacially, starting to be Ben Jealous versus the establishment. Yes. Okay. And Rusher and Baker's trying to consolidate his position to to muscle out Kevin Kamenetz and to be the establishment guy. And this endorsement goes a long way to doing that. Yes. The Washington Post editorial board coming out bashing Ben Jealous to a very, very infinitesimally smaller extent, Barry Raskovar coming out and excoriating mm-hmm. Ben Jealous yeah. uh, does that. I mean, it, it was clear they had the same talking points. So, um, and look, Rusher and Baker in some of the polling that we saw has does the best in the polls. Yeah. So if the, if this is the way it's going, and by the way, they're both African-American. Look, Democrats engage in identity politics. They do. <laughs> you don't there's say. No, there's no point pussyfooting around it. That's what that's what this is about. So the, uh, Kevin Kamenitz is just, if you'll forgive me for saying so, in this circumstance, is really the odd man out. He's not beating Ben Jealous significantly. No. He doesn't f- appear as an attractive establishment alternative to, to Rusher and Baker. Nope. And, um, you know, this is this is starting to gain some momentum. We'll see. We'll see. Now, as you point out, you discount this a little bit because there's a quid pro quo kind of going on. I discount. I discount it to that effect, especially when you consider that, um, as the story notes here, that Baker has has only received the endorsements of he's received the endorsements of seven members of the state legislature um, and seven mayors in Prince George's County. And now Van Hollen. Now, again. The endorsement of a United States senator is nothing to sneeze at. Okay, I mean that's in Maryland. I mean there are only two. There absolutely. are only four statewide elected Democratic officials in the state of Maryland. Right, and one of them just endorsed Baker. Right, um, and it mentions here, of course, the fact that uh, that there are eight candidates in the field. But the the Post curiously says former NAACP president Ben Jealous, who has a raft of endorsements of his own. Well, they a, have a hyperlink. A raft. There's no need to uh, raft. I know raft. I know. Um, <laughs> But how many of those are in state, though? I don't think if you click on the link, and I, I don't, I don't know. I know most of the ones that have gotten well, a significant amount of attention are the, the are, link goes the to, Senator to Senator Corey, Corey Baker. Booker, 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 who is Booker's from New Jersey, um, and of course probably running for president. Let's see if it mentions anybody else. Corey Booker is on a raft of endorsements, by the way. Well, he, um, he also has the SEIU endorsement. Oh, yeah, the we SEIU. We shouldn't soft sell that. Which, right, which, of course, if you noticed, the, um, I don't know if you saw this today, but the SEIU, the fight for 15 people, <laughs> they're having to fire people over sexual harassment and sexual assault oh, today. Dear. So, oh, oopsie. Dear. 
on there. Um, also, Jealous has received the endorsement from Senator Bernie Sanders, right. uh, United States Senator from Moscow, I mean, Vermont. Yeah. And Did you see him? I didn't watch the whole thing, but he had this 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 silly debate with Ted Cruz. Um, Who did? Uh, Bernie Sanders. No, I did and not the, watch that. And the one that highlight that came of it that's, that's noteworthy was Ted Cruz asked Bernie Sanders, what's the difference between a socialist and the modern Democratic Party and a modern Democrat? And Bernie Sanders says, I don't know. Well, <laughs> you and you know, know, Ben Jealous agrees with Bernie Sanders a yeah. lot. FY. No, FYI. So outside of the SEIU endorsement, which is which we shouldn't downplay on the Democratic side, uh, most of these endorsements are from out of state. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, and, and it just goes to show you there's this is this is going to be on from the outside looking in. This is going to be. Yeah, you know, we talk about how it's a clown car. It's, about it's a mess. It's going right. to be a fascinating primary. It, oh, it's going to be real fascinating. Things are going to happen very. It's, it's clearly going to be the left wing resistance, Bernie Bros lane and the establishment lane. Yeah. And that's that's where the primary is. That's where everybody's going to fall. Ben Jealous, I think, is starting to run away with the crazy left-wing side of this thing. Which, by the way, is why I say still that, that Senator Maddalena is not going to run for governor. He's going to run for re-election. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing we're going to see— Which, by the way, incidentally, would cause a complete catastrophe on the Democratic side as far as you already got people running for this and that and the other thing. It would be entertaining to watch all the dominoes fall if he did run for re-election. It he may be. also he may also wind up as Penchellis's running mate too. Uh, well, Don't I mean that's the, that. that's the other part of this because none of these guys are actually filed yet. So, and of course, as we pointed remember, out many point, times, remember at this point, in, I think it was at this point in 2014 cycle, everybody assumed that Ken Allman, the Howard County executive at the time, was going to run for governor. Right, and then he wound up as Anthony Brown's running mate. Exactly. Ultimately. Which I know surprised some people. I still think Allman might have won the primary had he run, but you know Brown was the establishment choice, and you know, and and they were able to to easily waltz through the primary. I don't think Madalino is going to have nearly the stroke on the you know on that far left progressive side. So it would it would not surprise me if Madalino's if I don't see how really he, serious. I, I don't see how he could. I don't see how he he does. Going up against a guy who's endorsed by, you know, this one of the biggest unions in the state and Cory Booker and Bernie Sanders. and Bernie Sanders. I mean, it's kind of hard to the and and again, is the establishment going to get behind um, Russia and Baker? I mean, Russia and Baker's and we've talked about Russia and Baker. Nice guy. Not mm-hmm. terribly impressive. Um, and I don't know if push comes to shove, whether he beats Ben jealous if the left is really, really motivated. But you're right. This is going to be fascinating, and a lot of things are going to happen. But it's starting to, starting to see some momentum moving in a direction. We'll follow this week to week. But um, this is uh, this is exciting. Uh, if I was in the Kevin Kamenetz camp, I wouldn't be real happy right now. But um, then I wouldn't have been happy for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> And we still got a long. And ha- and who knows? And let let us not 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 completely discount Chris Vignaraja coming out of nowhere and winning all this. Do we have a laugh track handy? <laughs> oh, hold on! I see I see exactly what you should play. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and we still got a long way to go. What seven and a half months or whatever until the yeah, until the fun. Democratic primary. We're coming up on a year to the big one though. Yeah, it's uh, and what, the Democrats. November six of the next Democrats year. are. Uh, 
You know, we talked about the morning consult poll this morning. I talked about it on my show last night. I mean, you did. The governor's the governor's not. Uh, he's still looking pretty good. Sure is. Sure is. Sure so. is. Um, he's just sitting back there with a big smile on his face, keeping putting the pedal to the metal. Yeah. Do you want to take a break or do you want to hit the first part of our extended Let's hit segment? the first part okay. of it and so then we can take a break gonna, and gonna, come back. We're going to break this down. So there's been um, – we'll do the follow-up from last week's show. We'll do an extended segment with that after the break. That'll be the but last before, thing we do. Yes. And um, you're going to want to buckle in for that one, folks. And so so we you know, we get feedback. We do. We encourage it. We, we, we tell people, tell us what we – Tell us what you think. Give us your and some, We say the more negative, the better. Right. We do. We didn't think you'd take us literally. Well, Actually, we did. But yeah, we always we do. welcome it. But so <laughs> we, you know, we there there seems to be again a misconception. This is going to. This will also run into the the, the second last segment too. By right, the way, right. this misconception as to what Red Maryland is, right, and what Red Maryland people think should be, right. Uh, yeah, we run and, it- and we recognize. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. We recognize that you listening to this are not the problem. Yes, but you can share this information with others. Yeah, because, if you would be so kind. Because you know, Red a lot Mar- of people aren't getting it. Red Maryland is a you know is the premier outlet of conservative news and politics in the state of Maryland. Now, right. again, we talk about national stuff from time to time. Right. Okay. You know, I do it. Greg does it. Some of our other folk contributors write about national stuff. Right. But our focus is. Maryland, yeah. Annapolis, local That's our elections. primary focus, yeah. You know, that's what we do. So, and and, and I usually, and, you, and I'm interrupting again, and I apologize, because I want to clarify what you're saying a little bit. Even when we talk about national politics, it's usually with a local angle. Yes. We, we It's not, we don't always, that's not a hard and fast rule. We Sometimes we kind of go get to each other and say, you know, come on, let's focus on what we're, but that is our focus. That is our raison d'etre, uh, because we recognize there are literally millions of, blogs talking about everything donald trump did today um and um we don't need to be five million and one yeah exactly so when we get tweets like today for example okay we get we get a tweet sent to us by the banjo troll yes hey the banjo troll is back yeah uh no (laughs) praise for larry hogan stumping for gillespie yet where's the love i don't care what does that even mean i mean yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I was a Republican governor running for election, I would want the second most popular governor in the country stumping for me. Um, and if I was the guy whose job for a year was to make him unpopular and failed miserably, I probably wouldn't be tweeting. I'd probably be embarrassed to show my face in public. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but then I you wouldn't be banjo troll. Right. It's like, I don't care what happens in Virginia on. Yeah. I mean, let me rephrase that. I might care. Red Maryland has no skin in this game as an yeah. organization. Yeah, it's, it's we're not it's talking Virginia. about the Virginia election, the except to say we, we wish about... people going to Virginia would stay in Maryland because we have you. elections going on here. Thank you. It's the yeah. same principle in play here. Yeah. We're not talking about the Virginia election because we have elections here that we're trying yeah. to win next Saturday, uh, next Tuesday, next Tuesday in Annapolis. Yeah. And so the other, so the other, the other one came up over the weekend. Um, this was so out of left field. Right. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Okay. So there is a well, guy well, on Twitter, Paul Gardner. He's at Paul M. Gardner on the Twitter. He's famous for being... Is he famous for something? Well, he got beat up, and it was in the Daily Caller at some point. Like, that was a thing. He got beat up by six dudes, and 
it was like you're saying literally beaten up. No, I mean physically beaten up by sick dudes, which is terrible, obviously. Okay, but other than other than that, and being Twitter famous for being Twitter famous, I don't know what what his what his deal is. Who is this guy? I've never heard. He's of He's just guy. a guy. <laughs> he has okay. he has a bunch of followers. He's just a guy who's Twitter famous. Okay, and so That's he started okay. he started in on us on Saturday. Yeah, if you can find the original tweet, I don't remember how this all started. Um, I do remember the original tweet. Oh, the original tweet didn't actually show up in our Twitter feed. That's the whole crazy, crazy thing here. Um, it, it. I didn't. think you. Yeah, click on the. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, here it is. It's it a tweet from feed. four days ago. Is Red Maryland still pretending to be anti-Trump? Love to have those people on the record in the weeks to come. Okay. What does that mean? And what does that even mean? I don't. I don't know. And it what I originally thought it was because I responded to it was um, he he was uh, he was a Trump supporter which no. obviously which I'm way off by the way you were not even close <laughs> tells you I don't know who this guy is that that um, that he was kind of cast like we were we were and you much more than me because I'm I've never been as vehemently anti-Trump as you are uh, let's clarify that for the record. But mm-hmm. I but what I said was, hey, there's plenty of record. We you know, we've written lots of things. We've talked about it many, many times. Just search Red Maryland, which, by the way, would help a lot of people figuring out who we are if they took the time. Of course, they don't, which is what Brian pointed out. But we're on the record. Brian is a never Trumper, always has been. I've been critical, but I'm not a never Trumper. Um, there you go. That's yeah. so I so but then it goes it then it went downhill from there. Yeah, it went complete it went down this just bizarre road from there about um here it is ignoring the president isn't never Trump. The last okay. time I looked at your site the only Trump about the only Trump article was about how he's really a democrat. Okay. Which you didn't look hard enough. I mean there there are lots of articles that he obviously didn't find that you had written particularly. Correct. Um and lots or episode of, to the, of or, well, the and, air and, raid in particular. Yeah, lots of times where you talked about it ignore the endorsement, show. ignore the endorsement. You know where we we strongly endorsed Ted Cruz on the. Well, he said, "Well, I wouldn't be proud of that either." Th- then I was really confused. I'm like, I assumed this guy was some sort of conservative critic of the president, but he's not. No. So, I, you know, some. I mean, that's that's usually where people give us a hard time because we're a conservative blog. And, you know, we're not as supportive of the president as we ought to be. That's what we're used to hearing. Um, and it felt uncomfortable. When people... <laughs> but then he talks about how Red Maryland could have been leading anti-Trump voice in Maryland. And, number one, that's not our gig. We never signed up for it. Right. We're not the, we're not, we never signed up to be the biggest pro-Trump voice in Maryland either. I guess we could have done that. But that's not what we do. No. So this guy's castigating us for not being something. I mean, he might as well castigate us for not being the 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 most pro Kasich voice in the state of Maryland. The thing, the thing that was just bizarre to me was, like you said, how the thing just completely came out of left field. Yeah, just randomly he does. This. It's not like we wrote something recently. I guess he's putting it in the context of you know there were the Manafort indictments coming up, and I don't want to get into all that Michigas because it bores the hell out of me. Uh, listen to Rob Carson; he covers it great on our network. Um, but I guess he figured all the cards were going to start to tumble next week, and he wanted to give us a hard time because we weren't on the record. I guess assuming maybe we would be. I don't know. And he never really clearly explained it. Um, so so, 
we're <laughs> so I don't even know what this guy's talking about. Finally, I said, "Look, man, you know you're 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 criticizing for us for not doing something we never signed on to do. Why don't you go start your own blog?" And then the the, the funny thing about it is the fact that eventually he's like, uh, you know, he's like, "Well, you started it." <laughs> I'm like, "No, what are you talking about? What is wrong with you?" Um, here's what because he because then he he and I started you know in our own uh yes and this is this is and people who know brian know this i mean the abc's of brian is you know if you poke him you punch you comes, punch i punch twice as hard you know? he comes back i mean there's, there's i sometimes try to engage people in a conversation i try to do that well, but there's in, a difference, on twitter there's a difference between i'm not criticism don't yeah, think there's a, that a criticism yeah it's not meant as a criticism I was genuinely trying to figure out what this guy was friggin' talking about. I knew he was criticizing us for something, but I couldn't quite figure out what the hell it was. And finally I said, I don't care. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, we're not we're not good enough at being never Trump. I hope all the people who get mad at us for not supporting Trump know that too. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> Yeah, so then he and I got into it and it's, you know, I basically had to let at some point I asked, it's like, "Oh, well, you didn't say enough." I'm like, are you stupid? I mean, literally, I had to, I had to come out and say that because I had I put out the, the article that I got a lot of crap for last year, right? Which talked about how he was the s sandwich that I wouldn't eat, right? And I got a lot of crap yeah. for that, and it's like, what you know, what did you want me to do? You want me to strip naked in the middle of McKeldin Square? No, and, and no absolutely not. Yeah, good answer. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, what what do you want? And why again? That's not our gig. Right. If he wanted to talk about how something about, you know, we're too pro Hogan or we're not pro Hogan enough, okay, that's that's a legitimate criticism. I, I, yeah, we could have been one of the leading anti Hogan voices in the state too, but we're pro Hogan. So Right. I mean, that's not we I guess we could have been a voice for a lot of things, and I appreciate the fact that people recognize that we have that platform that we've created. Right. Thanks to you guys supporting us. But it's not, you know, it that and that's why at the end I'm like Dude, just do your own blog. I, you know, you can't. I, I'm not going to get upset about somebody criticizing me for not doing something that I never said I was ever going to do. You know, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I agree. I um, agree. So, but anyway, we love the feedback, and and this guy again, he doesn't engage, and he doesn't re- he doesn't take the time to really understand what we're about, or actually. You know, he, he'll quote an article here or there, cite an article here and there, but he clearly hasn't just done a re, just done search Trump and seen everything that comes up at Red Merrill because he would have seen a hell of a lot of stuff that he didn't see. I'm not sure what his point was. I'm not sure what he was trying to accomplish. So I don't know if he accomplished it or not. But um, just just for the record, we cover state and local politics. That's our focus in the state of Maryland from a conservative perspective. That's what we do. We will occasionally swerve into national politics, usually with a local angle, because it affects it. Sometimes people will take personal privilege and talk about it themselves. They're free to do that. But that's not who we are. That's not our raison d'etre. There's plenty of people covering that stuff. What we cover isn't being covered by lots of people, and that's why we talk about it. Indeed. So why don't we go ahead? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And we're <laughs> take a deep breath. Take a deep everybody breath. Everybody, deep buckle breath. up. Get a bad. You want to give the number for anybody who might want to call in? Seven six zero two five nine two seven one one. Give it one more time. Seven six zero two five nine two seven one one. Buckle in, folks. Yeah. Because we're gonna lay some knowledge on you after the break. Stick with us.
You are listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. You can help Red Maryland grow our reach when you visit redmaryland.com and click on the Amazon link and shop as normal. A portion of your purchase will come back to Red Maryland to help us grow. Additionally, you can buy Red Maryland t-shirts, drinkware, and other gear from our Zazzle store at zazzle.com slash redmaryland. We want to hear from you. Email us at any time at redmaryland at gmail.com. You can also leave audio feedback on our Red Maryland talkback line at 410-205-4875. We might use your feedback on our programming. You are listening to Maryland's most trusted conservative voice, the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to follow Red Maryland on all of the major social networking sites. You can follow us at Red Maryland on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Snapchat, and Tumblr to get the latest from Red Maryland. And be sure to follow the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Celebrating five years as Maryland's only network that matters. You're listening to the Red Maryland Network. CD Radio. We're back. Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am Brian. He is Greg. Good to be here. Shout out to everybody listening live tonight. Got a heard from a couple of you yeah. who are listening live. So thank you. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, thank you. Always. For those of you who are first-time listeners, thank you. Yes. Um, you know, Greg, everybody says that they love the MST3K segments on the show. Well, this is, and this we've is, got a doozy for you tonight. This is where we take some sort of uh, video or audio, and we kind of break it down, go through it, a la Mystery Science Theater 3000 or Rift Tracks or, or those sorts of shows, which I'm a big fan of. I'm trying to bring Brian around, but people love them. Hey, I, I enjoy them. I'm not, the, I'm not the P1 super fan that you are of them. It's, well, it would be impossible. Um, that is true. <laughs> that is true. By the way, Matt Mossberg, off air before we went on air, mentioned he liked Dot and Mike, and that almost derailed the show from starting <laughs> yes, on time. Yes, it really did. I started talking about that. <laughs> um, but uh, so we do that. So we t- And what we like to do is we take – and we like to play things in their entirety. We, we did it with campaign announcements. We've done it with interviews of elected officials. Uh, and And we've got a video today. That is a response to something we talked about last week. We'll set it up. And um, it it's about us. It included some of the clips from last week. It goes to a very important issue that we talk about and one of our great frustrations doing Red Maryland. Um, and uh, I, for me personally, I want to kind of steer it a little bit away from just being, you know, we got a beef with some other Internet guy. Because, um, <laughs> you know, you do this, you do that. You bump up against people. Um, but we have a beef against another internet guy, um, who decided he was going to produce a video 
in response to something we talked about last week. So you may remember from last week we talked about this this Jamoke Captain Murs. Can we ease? Can we go easy on the on the uh, the, the Jamoke and the Jabroni? Probably. By the way, did you read some of the comments to it? Somebody mentioned who uses Jabroni. Some thirty-something guy who still watches wrestling. I'm like, well, that guy well knows, that's... that guy knows Brian. <laughs> you you've got you nailed me. <laughs> he knows you. Hey, you know what? Good on him. He gets a gold star. Um, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious when I read that. I'm like, you know you're what? more and, right and, than you know, and, sir. And it's funny because unlike some people, I can actually appreciate the joke. Anyway, I know you can. So this all started. This all started, uh, as you know, almost two weeks ago now, yeah. where Captain Burrs was on Twitter promoting his 2A rally. We don't know his real name. That, that will come into play be, later on. That was supposed to be this Sunday right. at 10 a.m. at right. Lawyers Mall in Annapolis. Now, right. I say it was supposed to be because it was canceled. It was canceled. There's yes. some <laughs> there's some discon- there's, there, there's some disagreement as to why it was canceled. Burrs has gone on the uh, gone on Facebook, uh, and as part of the event cancellation, I want to make sure that I get this uh, get this yeah. correct. Right. Um, he said, and um, Are you, while here, you look it up, Cap- you- oh here it is. Right. Capitol Police have informed us that there is a conflict with our event. The city will be moving statues in and around Lawyers Mall. Large machinery will be used, and they do not want any rallies on this day. We were informed today, unfortunately, the event has been canceled. Thank you to everyone who helped promote the event, was planning on attending, or that was interested. Keep up the good fight for the Second Amendment, and keep your ears peeled for future events. Now, Greg, obviously being the uh, the intrepid journalist that we are, right. um, we reached out to the Capitol Police. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, We wanted to find out if, if, uh, if this was accurate. Uh, yeah. So we went ahead and we... Um, reached out, and yeah. so the uh, I, we, we got a message from Sergeant Dennis Donaldson, the administrative right. sergeant of the Maryland Capitol Police. Correct. Um, we had asked uh, whether or not basically anything that was said was true, okay? Right. Um, Mr. Griffiths, I can confirm that when I spoke with the gentleman via telephone about the rally application, I advised him that there were conflicts. I advised him that the Tawny statue base, Taney statue, sorry, no, it's Tawny. Tawny statue right. was being moved that day between 7.30 and 2.30 p.m. I explained to him that most of the surrounding roads would be closed due to large, heavy machinery moving the four pieces of the base throughout the day. He advised me that he would be canceling his event. I advised him to recontact us if he chooses to reschedule this event in the future. So you've got Captain Burrs saying that right. the Capitol Police canceled the event. The Capitol Police are saying that Burrs canceled the event. I can tell you who, whose side I'm probably taking in this report. You know what? You, yeah, you, we report, you decide. Uh, the point is that, that what we got from the good sergeant was that there was some preliminary approval for this. He said, hey, we're, this stuff's moving around. There's going to be road closed. N- not you can't do it. And that he was informed when he, when he contacted Mr. Burrs, uh, Captain Burrs, um, Anyway, we'll get into that more later. Right. I don't want to pre- so, so that th- so there you go. There's two sides of that story. Well, and then so I I then followed up. Um, you know that he noted that the he spoke to the gentleman about his application. I asked whether whether his application officially permitted or did he was rally officially permitted or he decide to cancel the rally before the permit was issued? Uh, because Burrs in his previous note, his previous video had said we've got the permit. Well, he didn't. Um, as Sergeant. 
Donaldson tells us he was preliminarily he was preliminary approved, but final approval had not been issued yet. It's based on my risk assessment and issued by the Maryland Capitol Police Chief. So Burrs was telling people the rally was permitted. It never was. Well, it, formally it, it, there, was, there was a preliminary approval. So right. he, he might have – let's be a little bit deferential here. Um, there was a preliminary permit. It was not fully permitted. So he probably pushed the reality of this. And frankly, from what we heard from the sergeant, he could have had the rally. Right. But And that Burrs decided to cancel it, but told people that it was canceled for him. So – that, uh, right. Which, by the way, the decision not to have that rally, good idea. Yes. Um, it would have been difficult to get there and to move around because the streets were closed. Um, and no, the decision to cancel was absolutely correct, even if it wasn't necessarily for the reasons why right. we thought it should be canceled. The right. idea of saying that it was canceled and when it was really your decision is yeah. kind of kind of BS. So there's that. That's the facts that we got the emails. If anybody wants to dispute it or see more, we... We've got it. That's not why we're here. We're here because Captain Burrs. Captain Burrs. Decided we don't know this guy's name. Right. Decided to make a 16-minute and 21-second video yes. attacking us. Yes. It includes <laughs> clips from our show last week, and we thought it would only be fair if we played it in its entirety. Um, and, that you know, and we'll, we'll make some comments because there's some interesting things that he says that I think are worthy of comment. But we're going to play the entire thing. He took clips from our show and put in this video. Um, some he took out of context. But we're not going to do that to him. We're going to play the entire we video. Level- and by the way, let's be clear. We invited him onto the show. And right. we're on live right now as we're recording 760-259-2711. If Captain Burrs wants to call in, uh, we've given him, we've invited him to do that. We'd love to have him on the show. And if he wants to come on next week. Or if he wants to leave a message on our feedback line, he can do that. Yeah, we have an open-door okay. policy. Now, let's set the stage here for a second, okay? okay. So this video opens gray screen. Uh, you may right. remember, for those of you who may have seen the video last week, last week when he was promoting the rally, he, yes. he freshly shaved, suit, tie. Yes. yes. This week we've got a 13-star um, a thirteen star shirt. I didn't count the stars. Well, He's got some sort of shirt on. Right. T-shirt. Um. Well, you see, because it's got a George Washington signature on it too. Well, and of I, course, it not, opens no. up. It opens up with him with him full RBF. By the way, I don't know what that means. Resting bitch face. Oh, okay, well, that's just that's just how you start. Let's let's not get the daggers out too far. Okay, let's just it's set up. He's in front of this is a YouTube video. What you'd expect. He he's you know he's got some stubble. He's not clean shaved. He's in a t shirt. He's and dressed again, down. I'm this not is one, his audience. And again, I'm not one to talk. Okay. Yeah. About because yeah. I mean you know how I show up to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because I am, you know that's my that's my jam. So he's a YouTube guy doing what YouTube guys do. And here's a video. Can we start it now? We can start it now. Yes. Okay. So here we go. During the course of the last week, I've done all I could to promote this rally as a positive thing for Maryland and for the country in regards to gun rights. And all I've come up against in Maryland is conservatives who are against the rally. That's right. All he's come up against. Right, which should tell you how much penetration his rally actually got. By the way, when the rally was canceled, I forgot to mention this, there were 13 people committed to attack. Yeah. So there's that. Go ahead. Here now he's changed the angle. He's coming in from the other side. This is a YouTube video. I will say this. I, let me let me give credit to this before this gets too far away. The amount of effort. Yeah. No, he's a YouTuber. Oh, yeah. He, Let's be it, clear this about is, it. He's a YouTuber. This is slickly done. Yeah. And the fact that this guy spent 16 minutes of video and God knows how much editing 
putting in the effort to come after us shows how much space we're occupying in this dude's head. Yeah, and in his mind, this is all that happened when he was trying to promote us. Conservatives. So let's look at one of these groups. They're on social media. They have a Who's radio. Other now, that's what I Now, that's know. another point. One of these groups. Is yeah. he saying that there were other groups also criticizing it? That's what he's saying. I don't think that's the case. Right. Who were the other groups? Maybe we weren't alone. Go ahead. Show or a podcast or whatever they like to call it. And they've come out against the rally pretty vehemently. And actually... Not, not. You See, again, that's a little bit out of context, but go ahead. ...are smearing my name on social media because of the rally. Now, this all began almost immediately when I almost was starting to promote the rally. I got a reply on Twitter. By the way, this started like a week ago. Right. A week and a half ago. Right. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Maybe. So he started promoting it two weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks before the rally was Well, that's what he's her? saying. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's... Okay. All right. From a place called Red Maryland. Yes, Red They deem themselves a conservative blog, a conservative outlet for media or media outlet. We're the voice of Maryland. Thank you. By the way, it's not just us. The Frederick News Post called us our leading conservative voice, but that's okay. Yeah. Say that we put it on ourselves. That would require product knowledge. Unfortunately, what I've come to find out is they're far from that. So they replied to my tweet and said, no, don't go to the rally. Stop. Does that make any sense? Don't go to the rally. He's got the screen cap on there basically saying, go do this other thing instead. Right. What what our criticism was, and we don't have to repeat it if you listened to it last week, was this rally was supposed to occur two days before an election in Annapolis. And what we were saying is instead of and and we weren't saying don't don't go to the rally. We were saying don't go. Okay, we were criticizing the rally. Fine. What we were saying and he shows the the tweet of us saying this. Go knock doors for. Mayor Panelides and and um, elect Randy up in uh, Randy Frederick, Randy McClement, Randy McClement, Mayor McClement, both Republicans, both supporters of gun rights. Go actually help them get elected two days later rather than stand around in lawyers mall and talk about the Second Amendment. That's what we were saying. Yes. Our, 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 just so we're clear, our criticism is not that we're against the Second Amendment. It's not that we don't like Second Amendment supporters. We absolutely do. What we're saying, what we're debating about is tactics. We're saying, as people who've been involved in elections in Maryland for, for a long, long time, who are very frustrated to see outside groups who are have this myopic view, either whether it's solely on an issue or nationally focused, missing the ball when they could really have an impact on state and local races. And what we're saying is, you know, this these races were decided by less than 100 votes four years ago. If you guys come, even if it's only 12 people, if you guys come and spent that time, you'd be standing around Lawyer's Mall, handing out literature, knocking on doors, you could actually affect the outcome of the election. That would be a better use of your time. Yes. That was, and we're very passionate about that, and we get very fired up and very frustrated. That's all we were saying. Right. That was what we were saying. And I, I will admit last week our passion got a little away from us and the tweets got a little negative a little quickly. But that's all we were saying. We weren't saying don't rally for the Second Amendment. If he did this a month later, we would have never even cared. Right. We would have said, hey, look. This, to hold anyone. Up. You'll find out later why. I'm sorry. We're, we would have said, if it had been a December rally, we said, hey, go to this rally. Yeah. We would have told you to do something constructive too. But hey, yeah, go to this rally. That will come up again You're later. doing it two days before an election in the city you're meeting in. Yes. Something he, something you'll never hear him say in this video. I'm saying, does that make any sense to anyone? But let's continue. We- it should if you listen to what we just said. 
goes by. I'm continuing to, you know, promote the rally as anyone would. And then I get multiple uh, mentions in Twitter in regard to this radio. And okay. again, so this the is tweet out of, you know, he wants you to go to a rally two days before an election. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're promoting what we talked about last week on Twitter. And, and he's, you know, he sees this as some barrage on him. Okay. You show that Red Maryland has. And it's telling people that I'm an out-of-stater, that I'm promoting. By the way, the tweets he's showing clearly say we're saying 2A better serve knocking doors for 2A candidates than listening to Captain Burrs. I mean, yeah. I does, know, he th does he think his viewers are stupid? Well, I, I don't think that's the issue. But, you know, the tweets aren't backing up what you're saying. Right. Something that's useless and that I'm not even known but they're going to break it down for everyone and take me to task for the rally. So we went back and forth with some tweets. Back and forth, they think people should go knock on doors. I'm trying to promote the rally, Nowhere et cetera. Say, by the way, now, you mention, again, again, nowhere is there mention, the election is two, two days, days away. Where? Yes, we're not just saying knock on doors for an election next year. You're literally meeting two days before the election. He never mentions that in a local race that was decided by less than 100 votes four years ago. Again, remind you, conservative blog, supposedly. So I got tired. How is that not conservative? How is us saying going out and supporting conservative candidates not make us conservative? Because he's a snowflake and got us sad. Okay, now see that, that, that he's on. He's up on that. Of them smearing my name. I mean, they smeared it on Facebook, on Twitter, on their website, and you know, pretty much anywhere. That By the way, he shows um, he shows the show page from last week on our website which doesn't mention his name or even his nom de guerre or nom de plume okay we we mentioned him once on facebook and we did mention him a number of times on twitter we never mentioned this guy's fake name right on our website and he and, and what he just showed on this video proves that yes they could basically call me an out-of-stater calling me someone who has no idea what i'm doing in maryland uh, saying that the rally is useless, etc. Yes. yes, we did. And say then that. I put out a tweet to them, and I said, "Look, I recommend you take down everything in my name. You take down everything related to, you know, smearing me using my own hashtag that I created." Burr's. He's really upset yeah, about you doing that. The hashtag. You don't own a hashtag. What are you doing, man? Right. <laughs> and again, the only people who've ever who've ever demanded we take stuff down are these Second Amendment guys. Guys who we agree with on the issues. That's the best part. Well, and I mean, We're I understand he's them. upset about it, but we don't take. We didn't ask him to take stuff down attacking. We're not asking him to take this video down. No. I mean, we we don't do that. Facts, which if you go look at it, is all stuff against anti-gun, uh, you know, fictitious kind of which propaganda out there. We don't for some reason, you're going to use it to, you know, slander a rally in my name. So I recommended they take it down. And then... It's not slander if it's true, just so you know. They doubled down on Double stupid down. and replied. Double down on stupid. Okay. And created a tweet that called me a snowflake. So I've always said, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Here's your stupid prize, Red Maryland. So let's listen to some of the parts of their radio show in which they want to take. What was our stupid prize? He cut away. I don't understand. I, I think the stupid prize is the rest of this video, which to be fair, okay. It's unintentionally hilarious. Okay. None, nobody wins anything in this. Let's be clear about this. Right. Which is, which is also what's frustrating about this.
because this guy could have accomplished some good and still can. Um, and, and, you know, he just doesn't want to hear what we're saying. Give me a task. In so here's going to play rally. a clip from our show. Number one. It, it just, so it just a, kills this is, us. This is something because we've here. seen these rallies, particularly with our friends in the Second Amendment. We see these rallies. We see these get-togethers. But when time comes to get people who support the Second Amendment elected, you guys are often missing in action. And then complaining after the fact that guys who guys and gals who support the Second Amendment didn't get elected when yeah. you took no positive action to do anything about it. You're already- you then just complain about yeah. the people who did get elected and usually complaining about the allies who got elected who couldn't get as much done as they wanted because there's not enough of them. So supposedly, Red Maryland, endorsed by the governor, no less, with the governor's citation, is telling Second Amendment lovers in Maryland... Is that a bad thing? Was no. that a criticism? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if you believe if you believe some of the real fanatical 2A folks who think that Governor yeah, Hogan well, that's, should be... Maybe should that's have, the subtext. ...should have dictatorial... Maybe, maybe that's you know, the subtext of all laws. this. And by the way, the context of when we're talking about this, he's going to get it wrong is not that Second Amendment folks don't vote. We know they do. But we're talking about going door to door, supporting candidates in the very kinds of things we're asking these guys to do on Sunday rather than rallying. That's when we can't find them. Yes, when the legislature's in session and you have rallies and people testifying till 1 o'clock in the morning, all of which we've covered ad nauseum at redmaryland.com. When it comes time, do those packs of people show up and go door to door the Sunday before an election? Not generally. We wish they did. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about voting, Captain Burrs. You don't go out to vote. And my whole point in doing this. Never said they don't go out to vote. I don't know. I don't know. Not at all what he said. I don't. This is a classic straw man argument that he's making. Never said Second Amendment don't go out to vote. We said they get together and rally. But when it comes to doing the real work of going door to door and canvassing and making phone calls and getting people elected, we don't see the big crowds then. We we and you will a- you will see throughout the rest of the video, by the way, that that Captain Burrs has a very very casual relationship with with yeah. the truth of what we let 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 this roll. We're, this is sixty minutes. We got to get through. Some get you some exposure, Red Maryland. I mean, I'm not sure you even have that greater reach. I mean, we'll go into that a little bit later let's, in let's regards to your let's you know reach as far as you get stuff out there on the internet, right. which is pretty small. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. But I just want to help you with that. So. That's why I'm doing this. Number I, well, two. Well, we appreciate that. He did. 2013. So we don't, there was, by, by the way, he did He did, He did. did put links to Red Maryland stuff up, so he has done that, so we appreciate that. And by the way, all the comments we've gotten from people on our site are people from out of state. So, you know, I, I'm not, I, again, I think he kind of misses the point. By the way, I don't, I don't know where he's shooting this. Where are these pictures in his video are from? They're clearly not from Maryland. No. So you've been in the political game here in Maryland since... Right. What, 2007, 2008, 2006, somewhere around that time frame. You've been promoting all kinds of politics in Maryland. But you seem to have forgotten the Second Amendment rally in 2013 in Maryland. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Let me me jump in here. Sure. No, we didn't. If if you did a search of redmaryland.com, you'd find not only that we covered it, one of our contributors spoke at it, but the point that we were making, the, the straw argument... He, his pr- previous video had a picture of a rally that was clearly not from Maryland. We never said there are never rallies in Maryland. That clip that he played, I don't know if it says that or not. We know there have been gun rallies. What we, what Our criticism of his video was that he included pictures of things that weren't from Maryland. 
ironically, he'll show things from Maryland in this video coming up. Right. And hold that thought. Yeah. Maryland, here's some video. And I agreed with him, Ken. This is Charles Lawler from the 2013 um, gun rally event, which, by the way, if you listen to Red Maryland <laughs> Network, you heard this recorded on a Red Maryland News Hour. But, yeah, whatever. Captain Burrs knows what he's talking about. You don't need an assault weapon to go hunting. But I said, imagine, if you will, just for a second, on that glorious day when our revolution was just about to start, as the most powerful army at that time, the British Redcoats started making their way across the Atlantic. Would have there been a bill passed that says, you know what? All you need is a bow and arrow to go hunting with. Yeah. And as they made their way across with them, Ironically, so, Ben and, Franklin wanted to arm the Revolutionary Army with bows and arrows, but that's another story. So he's got, he's got video. I'll let it play out. This yeah, is video Charles Lawler at the done, 2013 I, I got rally. Some things to say about this. Muskets with all we and all we had were our bow and arrows. We would not be standing here with the privilege of the Second Amendment or the greatest nation that the world has ever seen. I mean, there was so only like what? Now, if he put that in his previous video, we wouldn't have said anything. Right, because the pictures were clearly, again, not from the state of Maryland, okay? Yeah. Now, again, let's, let's, let's think about this. And, and, and I have to wonder, I have to wonder if he's trolling us by using that clip. Because if he did, I, I, I salute him. But to, to use <laughs> Charles Lawler, a, a disgraced politician who was found to... Uh, have one of the most wanting campaigns ever. You know. Very, very unsuccessful. Very, very unprofessional, disgraced, unsuccessful. Very unsuccessful. And a candidate who, remember, I don't know if you remember this, Greg, got a D-minus rating from the NRA when he ran for governor. Do you remember that? Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So funny we know that, even though we don't know anything, but Captain Burrs, who's taking us to task, does isn't aware of that. Right. So he, so he plays a speech from a guy who got a D-minus rating from the NRA. Right, but again, that would require somebody to have a clue about what they're talking about. Yeah, but really all he needed to do was search redmaryland.com and he would have found that. that he has a rating. <laughs> what, five or ten people there? I mean, it's I mean it's easy to forget. There's so little, you know, numbers there. It's straw argument. We covered the 2013. Andrew Langer, who was a Red Maryland contributor at the time, spoke there. We're well aware of that rally. You did not have pictures of that rally in your previous video. But, this is a and straw also, argument. And also point out that rally was not two bleeping days before an election. Yeah, it was actually during when the legislature was in session. So it actually made sense to have it when they had it. It actually accomplished something. It was pretty, pretty remarkable. But <laughs> and this was not what was going to happen on Sunday. Let's be real clear. No speakers whatsoever that really matter. Right. But uh, you guys are the conservative media outlet that's getting the news out there and that knows everything. By the way, we got the news of that rally out there, genius. In regards to Maryland politics, 2013 was not that long ago. Number three. Yeah, he's, he's so low in the pecking order that he got Maryland. It's so disgusting in the manner in which you laugh about your own state, which are rights you supposedly support in which you failed to get through, but you're laughing about it. So cause... he obviously forgot the part where we got the major gun victory this year. Yeah, you know, he yeah. takes it out of context. <laughs> Our point was this was part of a national rally, and obviously there wasn't a lot of thought put into Maryland if you're promoting it three weeks before and you don't even get the, the, the permit confirmed until a week before, and then you realize there's a conflict and you cancel it, and there are 12 people coming. Okay, there's probably going to be big rallies in in states like Texas and other places. 
Our point was not that Maryland is such a terrible. We've helped elect pro-gun, you know, Senator Mike Huff. I would probably put it at the top we of the list. We helped elect the Republicans who helped change the gun laws this year. Yeah, and, and here, here's Which, the again, thing. Which, again, you don't know that. Why don't you know that, this Mr. Is a, gun this expert? Is a, right, and this is a straw argument. That, all of this is a straw argument that he's making. Um, you know, he, he has no idea about Maryland politics, and yet he's saying that we're making arguments we're not making. You know, you... Whatever. It's, it's ridiculous. What, what, wait, hold you, on. Stop it. What do you expect from somebody who bills, them, bills their hometown on the internet as Spanksville yeah. and who identifies themselves as an entertainer and chimichanga king. Yeah, who has a who has a fake name? You guys are useless. Number four. There is no such thing as the Capitol ground. That's right. right. That's why you can't. Here's another straw argument coming in. This is this is this was really fun. Th this guy tries to make this argument. Do it on the Capitol grounds, because number one, it'd be the. Oh God, you're so stupid. I did get so a little carried away. He would be talking, calling the state house the Capitol. But hey. What do I know? I've just lived here for 37 years. He's, he's a new years. resident. Oh. oh, God, I hate people like this. So if you go to the Maryland State House's website, for those who don't know, the Maryland State House, Capitol, Maryland. If you go to their By website the way, and look at their about page. It says the Maryland State House. Yeah. Not the Maryland State Capitol. And this is another thing. If you actually look at ah. the thing he's posting, <laughs> it oh. completely disproves what, what he's saying. This guy puts the more and more on. God, Within the me. first two sentences, it says it's the oldest Capitol building in the country yeah and, yeah and in the first it's sentence in all caps it calls it the state house <laughs> yes it is a capital building yes it is the capital of maryland right <sighs> it's referred to as the maryland state house moron so when i say capital grounds people kind of know what that means no, no because it's called the maryland state house which is on the page that you just showed and the rally Ex itself is not on the Capitol grounds. It is at Lawyers Mall, yes. which is across the street from the Capitol right. and its own distinct entity because uh, it is between the governor's mansion. Guess you probably didn't know that was there. Right. And the Legislative Services Building. Bet you didn't know that was there. Right. Yeah. OK. We don't know anything. You're you're you're, you're the expert. Except for doofuses like yourself. Yeah, we're, Number five. We're the doofus. Um, so this this jabroni. Captain Burns, because these people never use their real name. Yeah, well, they're afraid they'll be. I mean, he's got Ooh. he's got his photograph all over the place. He's got his website where he's got some. Yeah. The, he really thinks he's going to slay us on this. Yes. Get ready. Ridiculous number of, tw of YouTube followers. If you go to Red Maryland's about page and yeah. go to their founder, their founder has a single name. Yeah. If you go to the Twitter page of that person, they also have the same singular name. Maybe it's their last name, maybe it's not, but it seems like no one really knows their full name. So you're calling me out for having some sort of a, a different name than my own on the internet when your own founder has a very, very similar stature on the internet. Oh, he got, he slayed By the way, Strife is our founder who writes for redstate.com. He, he, does, he does do that. Brian, Brian Griffiths and Gregory Klein and everybody else on that page that you just cited part of uses their full names. Okay, the people who are criticizing you use their full names, and and, and Strife writes under a nom de plume, but he doesn't put pictures of himself with his writings and videos of himself on the internet. I, I have a I I do have a diff a problem with people saying they need to preserve their anonymity when they have hours of video of themselves on the internet. Okay, 
It's just whatever. It's hard to take you seriously, dude. We put our names beside every single word we've written and every single word we've said. You can't say the same thing. And I don't know if you're a captain, if you've served in the military or deserve the term captain. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to keep going here. Number six. You're coming all the way from Pennsylvania to stand around in an empty lawyer's mall with people who already agree with you. Right. And if he's from Pennsylvania, why isn't he in Harrisburg? Where they also have local, state and local, have local elections next Tuesday. If you can. By the way, stand behind every word of that. Follow along. And right. I know that, you know, staying on task is kind of difficult for you guys. If you follow along, you realize that. I might be from Pennsylvania, but I'm a resident in Maryland. I live in Maryland. Where would we follow that? We don't have a name for you. But that's not the gravamen of what we were saying in that very clip you played. It was that you're standing around Lawyer's Mall instead of helping to get people elected in election two days later, which you don't address. And I do things for the state of Maryland. I volunteer at the Maryland Food Bank. Wonderful. I run the 5K every year and raise money for the Ronald McDonald House 5K. Great. So... I'm not sure exactly. And if you actually looked at my, you know, uh, my Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you'd see that stuff if you did a little bit of research, just a little bit. By we the probably way, did more research than you did about Red Maryland. Well, that's definitely true. And by the way, you know, so under that logic, oh, well, like, for example, his Instagram page, he's wearing an Orioles hat. OK, there's a picture right. of an Orioles hat. Right. OK. There are pictures of me wearing a Pittsburgh Penguin shirt. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? What does that mean? I, I don't think you're making the point but you're trying to make. I think you understand my point, though. I, I mean, the fact that... Which is kind of concerning for a conservative media outlet that you guys got things so wrong. So I'm... wrong. We've been well, right we're glad you got everything exactly everything. right and know us so well that you can criticize us. So many things. Number seven. Seven. On Twitter the other day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I keep tabs on the hashtag MDPolitics tab. Oh, oh he's good. This is where I get right. taken to the woodshed. Not as much. And... There was a tweet about a rally. All right, first off, before I even get started about me, it's pretty amazing your confidant there confidant. does not keep tabs on MD. I'm your confidant. MD politics hashtag, like you assume they did, but they don't. You should. Yeah. You because, should. Yeah, because I don't, I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. I follow the news, the state and local news. I don't follow every hashtag. Okay, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Do you? I mean, if you do, you want to challenge what whether I know what's going on versus you because you're not going to win that, genius. Anyway, if you did a simple search, simple search. on at Captain Burrs and hashtag MD Politics, you would see, and this would also cement the fact that I live here. No, it this is this is how this is how he's going to slay it. This is his this is his political activism CV to stand up against <laughs> Red Maryland. Here's what he does. He, he does community service, and here's what he does also. That I voted, he voted. last year he voted. in Maryland. And he, he voted for Kathy Jalega. Wow. See who I voted for. Yeah. And then I also promoted people Ooh. in all those elections and made some, you know, Photoshop uh, banners or whatever I made for some them. Photoshop wow. banners. Wow. Wow. We interviewed Kathy Schleg. We know Kathy right, Schleg very times. well. Yeah. We promoted her. We worked with her campaign to help support her. But you tweeted some stuff and voted for her. Good for you. You showed us. And posted this stuff out. And the funny thing is, three of my tweets in regards to Maryland politics with MD politics are half of what 
your Twitter likes are with like 20,000 posts. This we'll get to that right. a little bit later. This, no, I can't wait for this argument when he brings it up. God, he's so... Mm. Right, right. He's going to take us a task about our oh. reach compared to his. So, actually, you know what? Let's just get into that right Let's now. Get into I'm it. tired of listening to the radio show because it's so inaccurate, which I guess says something for their entire website and, you know, being. Sure, sure. But let's get into it. Our so let's look being. at Son, their you can reach. Shit in one hand and wish because in, the in one of their yeah. posts on Facebook, they said, you've never heard of Captain Burr's, which right. I don't really understand that. So <laughs> let's just see how much our message. It means that people who were following Red Maryland probably didn't know who you were. That's what that means. ...are getting out there compared to each other. Let's try that. So, let's do that. first off, now, let's take a look. He set it up. I'm expecting him to slay us. Right. So, he's going to set it up. He is going to make an ironclad case about how his reach is greater than ours. And I'm just going to run. Look at Facebook. On Facebook, we actually are relatively close. You have about 100 more likes than me. So, I would call that pretty much even. Now okay. So Pretty much even. <laughs> So the first thing right out of the shoe. All right. I'm going to so slay you. So my first you. piece yeah, of evidence to slay you is you guys have slightly more, but I'll call it a draw. Wow. I don't want you trying cases. Now, let's take a look at YouTube. You'd think that a, uh, a media outlet in regards to conservatives would want to put some videos out, you know, do some outreach or something like that. Let's take a look at how many, you know, subscribers you got there. Oh, wow. Look, oh. you have one subscriber oh. with three videos. Oh. Holy shit. You Holy guys are doing shit! A bang up job. Let's take a look at me for a second. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We don't. Okay. We're not. Mm. There were forty three thousand subscribers oh. and nine point two million video views. And it's views. funny because only a thousand people have watched this video. Yeah. You have such a reach that less than less than about two yeah. percent of your people actually watch your shit. We will concede that you have a bigger YouTube pro. YouTube is an afterthought for us. We're on many many other platforms. Um. We, you know, we're not YouTube guys. And yet, by not- the way, I point out that our our most watched video on YouTube has as many views as his this one. Well, you know, <laughs> that's okay. So it's an afterthought for us. And yeah, we, we don't put any effort into it. If people who listen to this, we don't promote YouTube. It's not our bailiwick. If if you think the, the be-all, end-all is YouTube, then you're right. You can call us deficient. But... That's not our focus. It's also like we almost... That's like your whole thing, that you make videos with your stubble in front of a... You know, you're a YouTuber. So, you know, whatever. God bless you. See who's the winner in this category. Now let's go look at Twitter. So, on Twitter... Twitter, Okay, so now he's going to kill us on Twitter, too, right? Yeah, right. I have about 650 followers, something like that. I don't... Do you... I don't use it a lot, okay? I have stuttered. Are you going to make fun of that again? Yes. We never made fun of his stutter, did we? No, not the first time. We never made fun of your stutter. I, I, I haven't heard a stutter. Come on. I don't use it that much. Not on it all the time. So the fact that I have 688, I guess kind of makes sense, right? For the people that have tons of... So kind of like us not using YouTube because we don't really use it. Only having one subscriber kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Subscribers on or uh, followers on there. You got to be on there all the time and posting stuff all the time. I got a life. Don't have time for that shit. But okay. you have time to collect Okay, all right. You know, <laughs> we we don't have a life because we're on Twitter, but you have a life because you're on YouTube. Come on, man. Let's let's be real. I have to ask himself, do you think he realizes how stupid he sounds when he says it? I, I mean, I have to. I have to imagine he's not that stupid. Okay. All right. This is his indictment of us. Well, let's take a look at yours. Let's so look at yours. You got, what, 2,400, I guess? Now, like by, that? Okay, stop for a second. 
you got 2,400 or something. The graphic on the screen clearly says 3,765. Right. Followers. Followers, yeah. yeah. Just doing this off the top of my head, 2,400. Yeah, really, you know, when you use visuals, you got to make sure the visuals say what you say they are. Otherwise, well, I don't know. Maybe YouTube rules are different. I don't now, hold on. This, this is the fun part. This we'll is stand great. by all the visuals. You got more than me. Many multiples more than me. Okay. Okay. So okay. I guess you got me there. Oh. Why include this then? Okay, but he's got to turn it around. Just one more question. But wait a second. Let's look at how much that actually means. Let's look at your outreach. Let's compare likes. So for someone with 688 uh, followers, you'd think I'd have less likes than someone who has 2,400 followers, right? So let's look. What do you have, 53, 54, 55, something like that? All right. Well 53 is what it clearly said. Let's take a look at mine. Whoa, 1,200. I have 1,200 likes with 688 followers. So, but that's time out for a second. Okay. I can't believe I have to explain this. When you have the likes page on Twitter is the number of tweets that you have personally liked. You can know that because you click on it. When I click on Captain Burr's tweets, okay, if you go to Twitter, I got my phone out right now. Right. Okay, I'm going to this Jackoff's um, easy Twitter easy, page. Easy, and I'm right. going to his Twitter page at Captain Burrs. If you want to play along at home, and you look at his likes, the Don't first smear him by using the first his tweet, every handle. tweet that is on there is nothing to do with him. They are tweets that he liked. For right. a guy who doesn't use Twitter, he has on Twitter enough to have liked 1,250 tweets for later. Yeah. Here's the point Brian's trying to make. The the category that he's showing likes is not somebody liking him. It's him clicking like on a on a uh, another tweet. So he's saying that he has more outreach than us because he likes other people's tweets more than we do. That's his that's his capper. It's not all. Let's look at this. The number of tweets you've put out and I've put out. Right. Red Maryland's put out 19,000 plus tweets, sure. right? Right. I've put out 9,000. Okay. I've put out, <laughs> I've put out half the number of tweets as you. Right. And I've gotten, I don't know how many multiples of, you know, more likes than you. You, you don't get likes. The, 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 the um, statistic you're citing are likes that you make. Right. They're not people liking you or your tweets. What you cited was tweets that you clicked like By on the, way, the little should, heart icon you should check to see if he's called in we haven't checked that I, I've, I've been checked so obviously my likes nope. are more engaging than yours i mean the funny thing is it's not for every i'm sure your likes i'm sure your tweets are insanely engaging but that's not what that statistic means seven tweets i put out i get a like you, you to... don't get a like the statistics you're citing is things that you like it's not a like received it's a like you he spent make. an entire minute on this and do, you talk about not doing research he just literally makes this up out of he is making it sound as if likes are people liking his tweets that's not what the statistic you cited means it means likes that you liked other tweets that's what it means to put out 373 posts it keeps going to on get one single like now the funny you, thing you is don't get you guys it. have a you whole bunch it. of people working there for you and working with you i'm just one dude on the internet our crazy big staff much more outreach than a sure. group of people trying to do Time out for you know, a... so you go to the alexa stats right. and we are two our website our our 
RedMaryland.com. You go to CaptainBurrs.com. Right. We're two million places ahead of him. Yeah. Not not two, two yeah. million places ahead of him on Alexa rankings. Yeah, I, I just uh, his okay. Let's just a similar thing. So if this rally was so concerning to conservatives, I mean, in regards to winning elections, and it's going to take away from people, you know, voting. Or- it wasn't. It wasn't that it was taking away. It was that you were making an effort. It was a positive thing. You were getting people off their butts to come to Annapolis, but you were having them stand around rather than helping people get elected. Or whatever. You- for an election that was two days later, something you never acknowledge. You know, we could promote that at the rally, but God forbid you think outside the box. <laughs> this- We're well aware of the box. This is such a problem for conservatives. I mean, let's think about it. Matt Schlapp. We all know who that is, right? Oh, here you go. This is for you, Brian. Uh, conservative leader on Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, always, you know, pushing out conservative ideas. Leader of CPAC. We all know who that is, right? Hopefully sure. you do. Yeah. Um, Sold why out would he say that he yeah. loves the idea of this rally if this was such a dire... Yeah, a guy who lives outside of Maryland loves the idea of a rally. Matt Schlapp doesn't have the slightest idea that there's an election two days later in and the I city you're meeting. And I also point out Matt Schlapp sold out conservatism for big government Trump even, even if he didn't, who cares? Just throwing he, that out there. Who cares? Your, your, national and, your national retweet from some guy talking about a rally who doesn't understand the criticism we're making. Believe me, I, it, it's completely meaningless. Your out-of-state followers who comment on our blog, it's meaningless. You missed the point of who we are and what we're about. Their thing you know, a problem for uh, getting people elected. I said I would let you all know, and even Red Maryland now, what they could have done differently. What would have been the best thing for them to do? Okay. 13 minutes into this, this is what he's saying. Number one, their very first interaction with me shouldn't, and I know this by being someone who interacts with companies, I review gear. Um, I- ah, ah, it's, the picture's starting to become clear. Go on. He's one of these. He's a YouTube guy. I work with companies in regards to gun courses, and if there's something that doesn't work right, I reach out to them. I say, "Hey, I had this problem with your product. How should we resolve this? Can you send me something? I'll test it out, see if it breaks again, or see if it's up to par." Um, I put in my reviews respectfully. This product didn't work for X, Y, Z, but I reach out to the company first. I want to know what kind of customer service they have where they stand. But you didn't do that. Your very first interaction with me was on Twitter to shame the rally. Yes. And you're a conservative media outlet. Maybe that's why Democrats win in Maryland. I don't know. <laughs> Does he know we have a Republican governor? No. Do you know we have a Republican governor? Probably doesn't know we have a Republican governor. Probably doesn't know that the majority of elected officials in the state of Maryland are Republicans. Probably doesn't know that there's more members of the House I hope of Delegates who are Republicans. I hope he didn't listen to the first segment of the show. Oh, well, okay. I don't know. But maybe that's why. Because they know Republicans aren't connected. And that is pathetic. I recommend you take a different... So take that, Maryland Republicans. By the way, when you Google Maryland conservative, you know what the first thing you see that comes up? What is the first thing that comes up? Red Maryland. Oh, dear. An approach to people. If you have people on your side who maybe aren't doing something that is, um, you know, in your eyes, you know, what what they should do, um, maybe you could do something like this. 
Hey, Captain Burrs, I see you have a huge following, and you're really <laughs> garnering a lot of support in regard to your rally. 13 people that were supposed okay, to come to this rally. You couldn't say that, because that wouldn't be exactly people. true. But okay, let's go, because oh. I think he's making a point that has some merit. Some merit. We would like to be a part of this. No. And we, we didn't want to be a part. We don't want to be a part of it. We want you to Would you mind if we came by? No. Talk to people? Nope. Maybe spoke at the rally? Nope. And no, because that would be exactly the thing we were trying to avoid, which is taking time away from doing something more positive. People go out and work with us after the rally. I mean, that's ultimately what you said at the end of your radio show that I should have done. Just knowingly, even though I don't live in the city. See, and this is the point. You don't know what's going on. You're coming to a city and you don't know what's going on, yet we're the ones who don't know about about politics this is i mean you, you keep making the, the point that we've been making all along of annapolis i should have known this and done this you should have if you're this conservative you know activist you should have known there was election in annapolis okay if you read redmaryland.com you'd have known it i don't know everything i'll be the first to tell you that but maybe you should have reached out and said something like that i mean i'm sure it will get you farther in your media, you know, sphere, media outreach, if you outreach, if you outreach, if you reach out to people and have conversations with them, and then if they're a dick, blast them. Well, but for your we've been around 10 years and it's working pretty well for us. So well, it, it, let's say this, let's say, <laughs> let me say this though. Let me say this though. I, I think that he, in fairness, um, you know, that approach might have been a little bit better it did go to the mattresses very quickly. I don't think it was all our fault, by the way. Um, I, I think we took out some of our frustration in years and years of doing this where we see this kind of stuff. We see people who are so focused on the national scene or on a particular issue. Or Johnny-come-latelys who think or, they know everything. Or Johnny-come-latelys who think they know everything that come along that we see waste. And this is what I said in my final tweet. I'm like... You know, this is just waste. I hate to see waste. And you know what? We reacted passionately, and maybe we could have been more constructive in the way that we engage. Part of the problem... Yeah, yeah, I think you're going to touch on Yeah, is the point you're going to make. Part of the problem is you're not a person. You're Captain Burrs, this YouTube character, okay? If you were a real human being, then we could have reached out to you and said, hey, this is what we're doing. The problem is... You know, in, at one point you invited us to direct message you. Well, we can't do that on Twitter because you don't follow us. We don't follow you. So that's not possible. You know, you don't you're not a real person. You're just a you're just a YouTube personality. So it's hard to connect with someone who is coming in. You know, we do actually know lots of people. We actually know lots of people in the Maryland Second Amendment community who we've reached out to. Okay. In different groups. And you know what? That community is very diverse and they have beef sometime and they disagree. And sometimes the guys at the NRA or the, the pistol folks disagree with the guys at MSI. It happens. We know people in all of these camps and we do reach out and try to work with them. And and that's one issue. It's not our raison d'etre. It's one of the things that does frustrate us, frankly, about gun folks is that that's their be all end all. The sun rises and sets on guns. The world is much, much bigger than that. Um, and, and for conservatives, conservatism is not only about guns. It's about a lot of other stuff as well. Look, we're talking, you know, look, we're, you know, look, we are conservatives. We are pro gun. Yeah. We are pro life. 100%. Yeah. We are, we are, by the way, yeah. we never get into these arguments with pro life groups. Yeah. 
Hey, by the way, we never getting problems with the anti-tax group. Speaking of pro-life, I'd be remiss to point out that uh, good old Captain Burrs here, Captain Conservative, was retweeting Nayral earlier this week. Yeah, well, so that I mean, too. that's some, but he's he's what, a conservative. What conservative not. actually, you know, support yeah. you know knowingly retweets you your know, first interaction with someone? Yeah, it, one yeah. who is new to the state. I mean, wait a minute. I thought you were a resident. You work. You voted last year. You run. You work at the Maryland Food Bank. Now you're saying you're new to the state. New, like 2013. New. Um, and you never. Okay. Well, you sort of done a Google search. You found Red Maryland. You know what's going on. Um, and someone who's trying to be active and get gun rights, push forward, get excitement for gun rights. You think that'd be someone you want to, you know, align yourself with? We are aligned with. The point is, you ought to be someone who wants to align with us and actually helps folk get elected rather than just have your YouTube-supported rally two days before an election that you don't take the time to learn anything about. But no, that's your first thing. And then you just, you know, like, double, triple, quadruple downed on it, and then you call me a snowflake. Uh, the conservative movement in this... By the way, no, by I, the way, you completely disproved being a snowflake by this 16-minute video. Yeah. State is pretty crappy at the moment from what I've seen. My, you don't have the slight... That's because you don't know... Okay, whatever. My interactions with people, which I'm a very positive person, if you watch any of my videos, you know that... Uh, I, I'm too busy on Twitter. I don't have time to watch all your YouTube videos. <laughs> I go about things level-headed. And I actually go on social media and interact with people. And people might say, oh, you're arguing with people. No, I've come to some really interesting conclusions with people and changed their minds in regards to guns on social media. Okay, we, we actually do that in the real world. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're a Facebook warrior and that you've convinced people. Fantastic. That's wonderful. We actually engage people in the real world. And part of that is because I use their language to talk to them about guns and about the Second Amendment. But supposedly, I'm not sure what to do, right? Anyway. Yes. Hopefully this opens your eyes. Hopefully people can see Red Maryland for who they are. A bunch of fakes. You know, hashtag fake news. So I think I've said enough about Red Maryland. You wanted to do something on your radio show. I just wanted to return the favor and defend myself because you didn't offer for me to be on your radio we we did after we did we still do you're still more than welcome and we played your video in its entirety show so i thought i'd make my own video responding to your critiques in regards to the rally and regards to myself there you go so there's that yeah 16 minutes of pure unadulterated snowflake action and the guy still doesn't get what we're talking about. I mean, that, that's what frustrates us. I, I think it goes back to the idea, as I mentioned last week, that this entire exercise for him was just mental masturbation. And See, I think you're, I, you know, I don't, I, you're being very critical. Yes. I, I want to be a little bit more. Are you I, new to the show? Yeah, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> and that always, and I think his point about us being too negative too quickly and doing that and no, confrontational. No, no, no. Let's, be, let's be fair. But okay? no, here we are. Hold on, hold on. Let me, hold on. I want to take to cast the whole idea that we're negative. Our first interaction was, no, go do this other thing. Not, no, go F yourself. It was, no, go do this other thing. And then he he took took it in a direction. He got very defensive and took that as an attack. And according to this video, maybe other people said the same thing, though I'm not sure anybody did. 
Um, so it nobody went to the else mattresses. knows he exists. That's the whole problem that he has with this. I, look, is the it, fact that the guy is not. You know, look, he may have a national following for his gear reviews and stuff like that. Right. I right. Perused, He's a YouTube guy. I perused his. Um, I perused his. Uh, his YouTube, it's all gear stuff in survivalist and this, that, and the other thing. It's not, he's not talking policy. He's not talking politics. He doesn't know the players in the game. He doesn't know the, you know, he doesn't know the history. He doesn't know how we got here. He doesn't know the successes that we've had just this year. Right. So the idea that he is all hurt because we said go do this other thing because we know what we're talking about and he doesn't. I mean, go fly a kite. You know, uh, see, I, I no, will, see, I will hold, on, disagree- hold on, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. I will, I will concede the point. Okay, he's not an out-of-stater. Based on the, he talks about, oh, they didn't do research. Well, I did do research, okay? It's kind of hard to research, as Greg said earlier, a guy who's running, you know, run, only only running with a nom de plume yeah. or a nom de guerre or a nom de video or whatever you want to call it. Nom de video. So yeah. the fact that I was able to find out he was a native Pennsylvanian is actually a small miracle in and of itself. Right. It was very clear from his lack of product knowledge that he didn't know anything about Maryland. So I will concede that point to him, but it's kind of hard to do research about somebody who, again, like you said, is using a fake name. Yeah, he's not, I mean, be a real person and we can engage in you. We And look, if you really want to do good things to support the conservative movement in Maryland... Let's let's do try to find ways to work together and be positive. If you just want to put out YouTube videos that help market your your gear reviews on YouTube, I, you know, we're not we're we're not going to be able to accomplish a lot together. And, and and this goes back to the essential point, which you never 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 really addressed. You were having people, you were motivating, you were doing all this work, you were hyping and promoting people, getting off their butts, coming to the city of Annapolis. Two days before an election, uh, what was what is going to be a very tight, closely decided election where Republicans are in office despite overwhelming odds and can win again, who are supporters of the very cause you're out supporting, and you took great umbrage at the idea that, at our suggestion, that instead of standing around Lawyers Mall all agreeing on guns, when the legislature is not in session, by the way, that you take that energy and organization and effort and all that good work you're doing and convert it directly into um, positive political action that could a- that could actually affect the outcome of elections. Okay, this guy doesn't want to hear that. This guy's part of a national whatever. He's trying to he's 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 talking inside the two A bubble, and that's what he does. And you know we get it. That's what you're about. That's not what we're about. And it's it frustrates us because Captain Burrs is just an example of this that oh, we've there seen are many, many, many there times. Are many more like him, you know. Um, the the rally you showed in 2013, that was a big rally. It it was when the legislature was in session. A lot of those people who were at that rally turned around and testified on bills. Now people can argue about what effect it ended up having, but. Did all of those people at that rally then turn around and work door-to-door for candidates who are pro-Second Amendment? I don't know that they did. And that's what our frustration is. Because we're having rallies and getting people excited is fine. Okay? You want to throw sheets over overpasses to spread messages? Fine. 
But at the end of the day, please understand that the only way you ever accomplish any change on the Second Amendment or any other issue is actually getting people elected. And the work of getting people elected, especially in state and local politics, is the hard work of directly communicating with voters and working on campaigns. That's how you do it. And, you know, all of our time is limited. All of our time is is valuable. If your idea of political activism is is standing around at a rally with people who agree with you talking into a microphone and taking a YouTube of it, taking a video of it and putting on Facebook and YouTube, I'm sorry, we are going to challenge whether that's the most effective use of your time, energy, and talents. End of rant. Yeah. And I would hope Captain Burrs, whoever you are, whatever you think of us or whatever umbrage you took with our challenge, that you seriously do some soul-searching and ask yourself if what we're saying has merit. I think if you do, you realize it does. And I think if that if you're really about what you say you're about, you'll acknowledge that we have a point. If not, you won't. And then you can keep doing what you're doing and wondering what you're going to do you're anyway, and you're certainly the, free to do. But you know, I, I'm not sure what good it accomplished. I would love for us to work together and engage and do that. And it probably means just making YouTube videos probably isn't going to be enough. Yeah. So, end of rant. Why don't we go ahead and wrap it up? Greg yes. and I swore we were not going to do another two-hour show. We got yelled at about that, and we'll get yeah. yelled at again. Yeah, it's okay. So, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out at this point, first off, thank you for sticking with us, but also that the Red Maryland November poll yes. is open, and the Red Maryland nom- the nominations for the 2017 Red Maryland Awards yes. are now open. Yes. Um, in the uh, For all those categories. Nominate. Nominate Captain Burrs for Conservative of the Year. Well, I, I'll peep out the curtain. Somebody's already nominated him for Least Valuable. So, oh, dear. Um, he's <laughs> he won't win. Captain, you won't I don't, win. Trust me. The field, the competition is way too strong. Yeah, this is this is the strongest field in years, potentially for the for for least valuable conservative. By the so. way, can I can I? We don't have time here. Maybe I'll have to wait for it. I want to interpose an, a a potentially controversial suggestion. Go ahead. Can people nominate Donald Trump as conservative of the year? No. Why not? Because he's not a Marylander, and it is a Maryland-based award. Mm, he's the president here in Maryland as well. Nope. I think he should be eligible. Nope. I'm going to go on the record okay. right now and say I think the president should be eligible. He's not. Okay. I know. We're going to get mail. I, I think he should be eligible, but all right. I know. We're going to get mail, but the president does not is not a resident of Maryland. It's a Maryland award. Okay? Just saying. This is not a conversation the president about the is president. The, only, okay? the, the president is the only person who is not living in Maryland who I think ought to be eligible because he is he is the president also within the state of Maryland. He is the I, president of the United States, which includes Maryland. N- no, no. That, that He's dog, a nationally elected That dog's official. not going to hunt. What will hunt, okay. though, is for I you tried, to, folks. What will hunt, though, is you can subscribe to the Red Maryland, to Red Maryland on an iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can go to redmaryland.com, click on the Support Us link. Yes. And uh, you can support us any number of ways, financially, subscriptions, following us on social media, facebook.com slash redmaryland, Twitter at redmaryland. Uh, we're on Instagram at redmaryland. Hey, we're what? on YouTube at redmaryland. Yeah, Maryland, watch our three so. YouTube videos and yeah. subscribe. Yeah. we got to catch that. up, apparently. Um. 
And of course, you don't we, want us taking videos of ourselves in front. No, of, nobody wants that. In front of gray walls with stubble. Nobody wants. And by That's the way, I forgot want. to mention he talks about reach of forty some thousand people. How many signatures did he get on a petition saving the state flag? Oh, for I, heaven's sake! I rest. Don't my bring case. up that. Don't yeah. bring up us writing for the Baltimore Sun and in major newspapers and all that. Kind yeah, of stuff. you can read my column Heaven in the Capitol tomorrow. By the way, yeah. FYI, no talk radio or anything else that we do. Um, well, nobody knows who we are. Right. So. Um, a Red Maryland Network programming, of course. Friday's Red Maryland election focus. We have a show this week. We're not. We had to reschedule. Okay. We, we have some. We have some things lined up, but trying to get a, ske- a slate full, it's it's kind of hard for folks to schedule. So we're we're doing the best we can. Sunday, but, but, but go, excuse go me, but go back and listen to uh, our show, our previous show, where we talk about the elections going on in Frederick and in Annapolis, and interview uh, candidates in that regard. Um, which is what we're directly doing is one of the many things we're doing to help folks in that election. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, if you haven't listened to it, it's new to you. On Sundays, a and brand- share it on Facebook and everything else. Sundays, a brand new episode of the Air Raid with yours yeah. truly. Tuesday, it's a new episode or Wednesday. The rebuttal of the Reformation. The, sure now I'm Sunday. I'm letting that sleeping dog lie. Um, <laughs> the uh, the conservative refuge with Greg Klein. Yes. Tuesday or Wednesday is yeah. Thursday, it's a brand. It was Halloween. I couldn't record the show with no, you I, knocking I, on my door. I understand that that would see that would have been a show, um, and <laughs> would have been a very good show. No, but we put out we put out worse. <laughs> but and on Thursday, we're back with the flagship on Red Maryland Radio, and of course, throughout the week, Rob Carson, your national yes. picks, the Rob Carson show. He Every- talks about Trump and all that stuff, right? Um, and of course, you can always contact us, Captain Burrs. Yes. RedMaryland at gmail.com is how you want to do that. Yes. Our email address is listed on our website. It is. FYI. So is our phone yes. number, 410-205-4875. What's that number again so that Captain Burrs can leave a message rebutting everything that we 410-205-4875. said, please? 410-205-4875 yeah. is our phone number. The more negative, the better. Sure. And uh, we'd be happy to play a clip uh, of your uh, your comments Play, play, play them in context in Red their entire Maryland Network program. Greg, any final thoughts before we literally run out of time? Um, yeah, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> thanks for thanks to Matt Mossberg for coming on. A very compelling candidate, and that's going to be a very interesting race in District Six. You're here for the outreach that we don't do. It was so good for, for him to come yeah. on. So for everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. For Greg Klein, I am Brian Gervis. You have been listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. Oh, radio, tell me everything you know. I like to sing with the radio. I like to play it real loud.